Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. This is episode one of To the Point Cybersecurity. I'm Erica Pierce, and I'm joined by Eric Trexler of Forcepoint. Hi, Eric. So good to see you. Hi, Erica. Good morning. It's great to be with you also. Great. So first, Eric, I just wanted to say thank you for the invitation to join you every week on this podcast. You know, cybersecurity is such an interesting and hot topic right now, especially in government. So I first wanted to ask you, what is the goal that you and your team at Forcepoint have for this podcast? What we'd like to do is start a dialogue, start a discussion. We want to get the word out. Cybersecurity is one of the hottest topics of our time. And we want to have that dialogue between government customers, the the different stakeholders out there from the integrator channel, from the OEM channel. We want to to talk about what's going on in our industry, specifically around the government. And of course, I I really like the name to the point. As you said, cybersecurity is, is really a topic that we're hearing so much about everywhere you go. And I think having a theme of having a dialogue that's 15 minutes or less that we're, where we discuss these issues. I think that's really important. I was actually at a cyber event uh, just last week and SBA CIO was there and she was asked the question of what advice would you give to the vendor community um, in terms of how to talk to government? And she said, get to the point. We already know our mission. We know how big we are. We just want you to get to the point and tell a solution. So I, I really like that. That's the theme, the name of this podcast. If only it were that easy, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll yeah, give it I mean, a try. The goal is, I mean, the goal is to get to the point. We, we can spend all day talking about things. We should converse. We should come together as a community. But at the end of the day, it's about results. And right. we need to drive towards results. So to the point lines up with force point and our mission. But really, let's. how do we get to results quickly? How do we do the things we need to do to make the American government a much more secure and safer place for our people? Well, and with that, let's let's get to the point. Let's get to the first question. So let's do it. So the Department of Homeland Security, they had the first of its kind cybersecurity summit this summer. It was about a month ago. And at the summit, um, Secretary Nielsen said a category five hurricane has been forecast and we must prepare. The next major attack on the U.S. is more likely to come by computers than airplanes. Eric, what is your reaction to that? If you were a CIO of a government agency sitting in the audience and you heard this, what do you do? How do you really properly prepare? So I agree. I, I agree with her. I love the hurricane analogy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think cybersecurity for us is kind of like global warming. We we all pretty much have a have an idea that it's a problem. We don't know how big the problem is. We don't know how or when it's going to impact us, whether it's local flooding from something like Hurricane Sandy or it's, uh, you know, an extra couple Cat 5 hurricanes in a given year. Hawaii is getting hit or or got hit over the weekend, you know, as we're recording this. Uh, But we know it's a major problem. We know we need to prepare for it. Mm -hmm. And we know it's going to impact us. Acknowledgement of those components is probably the first thing we need to do. This DHS meeting, I think it was the first one in four or five years. They've actually done some things 
like this before. Okay. So opening up the dialogue, having that discussion, first step in the in, in identifying and acknowledging there's a problem and, and working together towards solutions. And then on that same note, as government is working towards solutions, I, I think the other thing we've heard a lot about in the news, and this was talked about at the summit as well, is that government, you know, they don't have the right type of cybersecurity programs uh, in place. There was a recent OMB report that said uh, they, they took a look at 96 federal agencies and they found that 71 um, of the 96 agencies were deemed high risk in terms of their cybersecurity programs. And, and so, you know, even though we government wants to be prepared, it really they really aren't prepared yet. And so what is it? Is it lack of funding? Is it that there aren't the right types of solutions to match? the right types of risks that are happening right now? Is it just government red tape? Why is government um, so, so behind, it feels like, in terms of cyber preparedness? Well, I think they've got a problem of scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a lot of challenges that they need to deal with. What, I, what I'd like to reinforce, or what I believe, is the government has the exact same problems that commercial industry across the globe has, that pretty much every other government across the globe has. They're a target. They have something that somebody wants. They're being attacked by very similar people. Now, we we may have a nation state actor coming after a component of the U.S. government that wouldn't hit a, uh, you know, a third world government or anything. But they're the exact same problems and pretty much the same tools and capabilities and solutions to fix them. Um, Lack of funding, we spend a ton of money in in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Should we spend more? We can have an argument about that. Of course, if we can get more, we'd spend more. Um, Not enough solutions or or too many to choose from. Last I saw, there were over 4,000 companies doing cybersecurity in the space. I would argue we have too many. What we don't have are solution-focused capabilities. We're not, we're not looking at what problem am I trying to solve and who can bring capabilities to play. We're not building systems like we do everywhere else in IT. We have a lot of people involved. And then the acquisition process, of course, is always a challenge. Mm-hmm. By the time you can procure a technology or do something, it's been a year, it's been two years, you're probably behind. The adversary has moved on, mm-hmm. <laughs> or the adversary can very quickly evolve and move on. So there's a procurement challenge also, going back to your comment about the government red tape. These are problems that were created by people. They can be solved by people though. We just need to focus on outcomes as opposed to buying technologies or, or it's too difficult. Yeah, I, I like your term solution focused capabilities. <laughs> so that that's that's something good to remember. And Eric, you mentioned um, the commercial space, the the private sector. So I know Forcepoint works um, both on the federal side as well as on the commercial private side. In your opinion, how do how does the preparedness match up? You know, or is is the private commercial side more prepared? Um, are they doing you know are they doing different things? How do they how do they match up against government? I think it really depends which part of the government and which part of the commercial sector we're looking at. I mean, if you look at the financial industry, they've got the ISAC set up. Um, They've got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot of capability. They're hiring the best and brightest people. There are components in the government that can do the exact same thing. 
They've got scale challenges, but they really understand what they're doing and why they're trying to do it. There are components of the government that are the exact same. Then you can look at the commercial model. If you look at the healthcare industry, you know, if you look at a hospital system or, or a private doctor's office, they probably have a very small IT budget, let alone cybersecurity effort uh, or budget. Very similar problem to some of the smaller agencies. You mentioned Maria Rhodes, the CIO from SBA. Mm-hmm. They're spending a lot of time. It's a smaller agency, but they're really consolidating their capability. I think there are a lot of benefits that are coming out of their move to the cloud their their standardization across the board there are a huge number of benefits that are coming from that that doesn't mean you can be a one vendor shop where one vendor is going to do everything you need but looking at your business and understanding what you have the capability to do and what you don't we're going to talk about cdm i believe in next week's episode yes yes we are CDM is an amazing program on the on the civilian, the .gov side, that basically provides funding in exchange for visibility. That's great. If agencies take advantage of that, I think they have a, a huge opportunity to get a whole ahead of where their traditional budgets currently have them. Well, and that's, you know, I was going to ask you a little bit about CDM on, on this um, episode. So why don't we just jump there very quickly, though? It, it seems like this CDM could be a game changer. Yes, no, maybe so. <laughs> you know, personally, we're putting a lot of effort into it. I, I think CDM should be a game changer. There are a lot of smart people that are working really hard to bring funding to agencies that need the help, bring capability to these agencies. And all they're asking for in exchange is really reporting back on the risk status of where the agencies are at a given time. Wow. Well, hopefully we'll see agencies take advantage of the opportunity. I mean, it really does sound like it's uh, something that could only benefit them from a cyber preparedness standpoint. We hope so. (laughs) I mean, that's the plan. And then the other recent news I saw in terms of other initiatives is that Homeland Security is developing a new tool for agencies. It's, it's a risk radar, they're calling it. And the purpose of it is to help the agency executives identify where most of the cybersecurity risks are um, within their, their department at a, at a level that's higher than the operational level. Do you think something like this will work? And then... If you had to sort of forecast where the risks are within an agency, you know, Eric, where do you think the most attention should be placed? So I I like the idea and concept. You know, if you think about radar, if you think about a screen where you can look at what's in front of you, what's aside of you, what's what's going to impact your business, almost as if you were flying a plane or driving a boat. The idea is very sound. You know, the, the intent, as I understand it, is to address both strategic and systemic risk in these agencies to give them some visibility that they may not have. If you look at a, pick a given agency, Department of Interior, Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily looking at cyber risks from, you know, hacktivists, criminal actors, nation states. They're not categorizing what the hottest trends are to the same level that a DHS might in working with the intelligence community, private industry and everything else. But getting that on their radar, knowing that ransomware is picking up, and that it's starting to impact people gives them some time where they can go back and prepare. They can understand what's happening. It also allows for better visibility across the government, something that CDM is supposed to do. So if they get the partnership with industry, the private sector and the government right, 
I think there will be some benefit there. I think the idea is absolutely sound. Government and industry working side by side together Mm -hmm. to solve hard problems that go cross sector. That could be really exciting. Time will tell. It's a good first step. Well, and I think there's been a theme lately coming from definitely coming from Homeland Security as well as other departments in terms of the partnership that's really needed between industry and government, especially as far as information sharing and data exchanges. Absolutely required. I mean, we're not let's not kid ourselves, right? There's exponential growth in systems and data. Mobility and cloud are coming to bear. The perimeter is basically gone as we know it. So these agencies have a need to protect their data and their people, regardless of where it resides. There's a shortage of talent. There's still (laughs) user education challenges. Even your best users can be susceptible to a very targeted and tailored phishing attack. You know, nothing's perfect. And then there's an ownership issue. You know, as we look at, we're going to talk about CDM next week, but as we look at who owns the responsibility? And, and this could be a commercial problem, a government problem, you know, an intra-agency problem. Who owns that responsibility? So they have a lot of challenges that we need to address. Well, and it's interesting that you said that the phishing um, you know, problem in terms of just users. I, I read recently that um, the most common email that often starts um, sort of the, the uh, attack in D.C. at many of these federal agencies are uh, emails that come that are giving away Redskin tickets. <laughs> and they say even the people in IT that are in charge of cyber are still clicking on the email. So <laughs> that that's interesting. You know, I learned a long time ago, nothing is free. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like that would be applicable in this example. <laughs> Very much so. Well, thank you, Eric, so much for our first episode. We'll be back next week and we're going to take that dive into the CDM program. Um, but this was great. So thanks so much. Absolutely. I'm so excited to kick this program off. I am looking forward to the weeks ahead, getting some guests in here, having some spirited debate and dialogue about cybersecurity in the government. Absolutely. And we'll keep it to the point. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back next week. I'll talk to you then, Erica. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.